for the next episode of the Printmakers Podcast, I interview Matt Reno. I'm going to ask some questions about his work, what inspires him, how he got involved with printmaking, how he found out about the Bluegrass Printmakers, and what he's up to next. So be sure to tune in and also make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share the podcast. We're now available uh, everywhere you can get podcasts. So let's get into the show. Okay. Hey, my name is Stephen Wiggins. This is the Printmakers Podcast, and I have Matt Reno here today. And we're braving the cold in Lexington, Kentucky, here on December 9th, 2017. And uh, we're using the Mighty Studios at Northside Public Library. And uh, they have an audio booth, which you can use to record audio and it's pretty awesome it's a one of lexington's best kept secrets but um today yes we're gonna because the reason i started this podcast is well to highlight printmakers to promote the bluegrass printmakers cooperative which you can find us on social media at bg printmakers and on the web on the website bgprintmakers.org and uh, we have classes you can sign up for. Artworks at the Carver Center, 522 Patterson Street, Lexington, Kentucky, 40508. Um, but to highlight printmakers in general, to promote the co-op and just help give an audience to printmaking. Because if you do a search on iTunes, there's not too many printmaking podcasts out there. I don't. Really, I want to say there's not any. So I was like, well, might as well. Uh, what's the worst that can happen? And um, I think it'd be fun just to help just interview other printmakers. And so um, I would just jump right into it um, because there's a lot of Saturday left. I'm sure Matt has a lot of things to do this Saturday. I do have a lot of things to do, but this is one of them. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for, well, because you can't have me if you're my guest. So (laughs) uh, I'm glad you came. And it is exceptionally cold today for some reason yeah it is i don't know why but um that's all right it'll be about like 50 for christmas yes so i think maybe we'll get like a hotter christmas um but since this is a printmaking podcast let's jump into talking about printmaking all right and so um i forgot what episode this should be i believe it's six could be wrong but uh we're just here talking about printmaking and i'm gonna just jump into some of these questions um, so Matt, what's kind of your bio? Like, where are you from? Where did you study? What schools you went to? All right. Well, I grew up in Holyoke, Massachusetts, and uh, went to college in Vermont, St. Michael's Oops. College. Um, Represent? Yeah. <laughs> um, in 2008, I moved to Lexington. Oh, shucks. And, yeah, I've been here ever since. Uh, I got a master's at UK. Um, but, you know, I, I don't have any f- real formal art education oh, wow. other than a few classes. So, you know, I took uh, a couple of art classes in high school, a drawing class in college. Other than that, it was always just a side thing for right. me. Right. Um, yeah, so when you're asking about my education, I mean, it really has nothing to do with art. Wow, it was, uh, okay. Studied journalism and communication and right. things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. So what um, – so you came here from 
Vermont for yep. s- from school and to get a master's at UK. And did you keep up with drawing ever since? Or just kind of, like you said, just like a side thing? Yeah, it was always a side thing. Um, and, and then at one point, um, there was, well, the the job I had now, have mm-hmm. now, um, when, when I was taking that job, right. they asked me if I didn't even graphic design. They said, do you know Adobe Illustrator, InDesign, wow. Photoshop? And I was like, no, <laughs> but I can learn. Right. So right. Um, I somehow got hired for for that, and I learned on the job. And I've been teaching wow. myself uh, graphic design ever since. You know, going. I mean, there's so many uh, online resources, video tutorials. I've been reading books. And, right. Um, so I've been really concentrating graphic design the past few years. Nice. Um, you know, I, I have a freelance logo design business. Okay. Um, still, all, you know, side gig kind of stuff. And then just for fun, I have been keeping up with drawing. Right. Just, you know, j- just when I had time, just for fun. And... Um, uh, printmaking was never even uh, on my mind. I had barely knew it existed. You know? Wow, wow. So um, huh. I just uh, <laughs> stumbled upon uh, one of your classes earlier this year. Actually, my wife found it, and she pointed it out. She's like, hey, what do you think of this? Wow, okay. Yeah. So it was uh, intro to printmaking. Yeah. Yeah, that was back in, was it March? It was February. Like yeah, about February. It was yeah. February, and it was, and it was once a week. We would yeah. learn a different style. So it was mm-hmm. like one week lino cut, one week screen printing, you know, so – um, you ended up learning four or five different techniques. Wow. And then yeah. the following month, there was a uh, lino cut workshop. Yeah, and you took that one as well. Yep, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was one weekend. And that was a lot of fun, too. And I really love lino cut. So, nice. um, you know, I, saw, yeah. I got some of my own equipment so I could do it at home. Um, yes, that, that's the yeah. American dream is yeah. to be able to print at home. It's is, great. I even have a little press at home now. Nice. It's fun. Just roll stuff off in the morning when I get some time. Um, yeah, so I joined the the printmakers co-op. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it was in May. Yeah, it was yeah right after uh, the workshop. Yeah. So wow, that's wild. Yeah. So just you just learn everything from graphic design just. Linda.com. Yeah. Linda Skillshare. Skillshare. Yeah, YouTube. Wow. And, then and then you just incorporated that. So you're kind of like full circle, like you had drawing, the drawing ability, <laughs> which I could tell from like dry, your dry point, the snacking squirrel <laughs> yeah, print. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's, that's legit. And so the drawing ability, then translating that to printmaking, and then also doing the graphics thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the from the past with uh, being able to do printmaking by hand, everything, and then doing like right now with graphics and then having your logo business, that's all connected. And wow, yeah. that's interesting that we could be, I don't know, a new skill to have in an indi- like an area of the country where uh, the – Tried and two techniques are still appreciated, like yeah. um, with letterpress and things like that. But wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and, and just doing, I've really uh, gotten a, a new appreciation for what goes into that stuff. Yeah, just, you know, when you don't <laughs> you don't know how these things are made. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it takes you know, a lot of work. Uh, you know, not that not that graphic design isn't a lot of work. It's just really different. Yeah, it's um, a different type of thing. You have a diff. It's a different type of mind to execute. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's amazing. You know, it's like, and it's it, it's a cool balance because the design uh, relies so heavily on you know a lot of it is perfection. Yeah, you want to get you know using yeah. grids and, you, and you know, I feel a little freer with the printmaking. Exactly, it's not, it's not about imperfection and like you know you can hmm. you have like twenty uh, different pieces in an edition and they could all look a little different, little, right. little changes, and that's okay. Yeah. That's so it's like kinda... gives me a chance to embrace imperfection and yeah. then like get my hands dirty a little exactly. bit. Exactly, yeah, because with graphic design, I mean, the most you can do with hands is like having a Wacom table, tablet. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so, um, I mean, and of course, we're talking about like how it is today. I mean, back in the old days with the X-Acto knives. Oh, gosh, and yeah. I, I oh, can't believe like how Rand Paul, no, I, Paul Rand. Yeah. I guess those are two very different people. <laughs> yeah. uh, Paul Rand. <laughs> Um, you know, how he would make logos uh, that were so crisp and precise, yet he was not using the tools that we have today. Yeah, it was all by cutting ruby lift. Yeah. And even, like, with Lionel Cuts, that's how they did some logos for, like, letterpress. Just, wow. The, you spend so much time with the setup, and then the printing part is the part that kind of, like, it kind of, like, I don't know, it'll... It'll take, you'll spend 40 hours on a block or something, and it'll take an hour to print it, if, depending on how big your edition is. Yeah. It's like, dang, that's a lot of work, but mm -hmm. um, that's amazing. Yeah, so you kind of connected it all together. So um, you did touch on it a little bit, but I was just wondering, why did you choose printmaking? What was, just from your wife's suggestion, and it was always something you wanted to do? No, I mean, really, it was totally a whim. Right. It just sounded cool, you right. know. Okay. I, I think okay. it was like I found online or something, read the description. I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I could, you know, do that once a week for a month, see how it goes. Right, right. Uh, that, that's really it. I mean, so I didn't like, know too much about it. There's not that much of a cost to entry, really. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, what, a couple hours a week? Yeah. And you get to learn how to do it. I mean, if I was in an academic setting, I'd be like, if I had a curriculum try to get it approved, I'd probably try to add at least two or three hours more a week, but yeah. uh, we make it work, and you've been successful with it, so that's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. and it was a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, came out with some pieces I really liked. Yeah, and yeah. some of those, uh, they're at um, Eastside Public Library right now. Yeah, that's right. For the, we have an ex exhibition of members' work. Um, this is our fourth exhibition this year. Uh, we're having a meeting on Sunday, and I'm going to ask to vote on maybe reducing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work to get yeah. an exhibition up. But we have this one up now, and uh, several pieces have sold. And um, it's it's up to December 29th, and it's at the Eastside Public Library on Blake James Drive. Um, let's go check it out. If you're in town on the holidays, um, but uh, yeah, so you kind of touched on this next question, but you print at the co-op and at home. Mm -hmm. um, but what would you say your favorite method is? I would guess it'd be Lionel Cut, but what's like your favorite? You're right, it's this Lionel, Lionel Cut. Cut. Okay, I love yeah. that. Um, it's it really incorporates the drawing a right, lot because it always starts in the sketchbook. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you trace it, transfer it, and all that. So there's a lot of drawing involved. And then the carving is, uh, I find it very relaxing. Yes. Yeah, I know there's some printmakers that kind of go back and forth. Like they'd rather have somebody print it 
they'd rather print than carve and really other carve and print. But you're on the mm-hmm. you like both sides. I of like it. them both. Yeah, yeah that's that's how I am. I just I mean I love like you said it's very meditative. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really get into it, and you can see your result. You don't get to see your results, but you know it's kind of see it backwards yeah, yeah. it's kind of reverse but thank god for technology you know you can just kind of have your phone and just yeah. kind of do the flip selfie mode yeah you know and um wow that's an interesting process what's your favorite way to transfer the image to the block do you just like to go into it or um depends on what i'm doing right um if i you know if it's kind of a more symmetrical thing mm-hmm. i'll draw right onto the block Okay. But if it's something yeah. where it's like it's really important, that, like especially with letters. I've done some pieces with yeah. hand lettering, and that I've got to, you know, um, make real precise. So I'll I'll draw it, and then I'll trace it, mm-hmm. um, scribble over it in pencil. Right. I'll do that trick, and then I'll, I'll put the pencil side down onto the block and then trace the back. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> it's time-consuming, but it's worth it. Yeah. Well, I'm, oh, yeah. I don't know how oh, I yeah. did this. I messed up one. Did you see that recent one I did, uh, Vermont? It had oh, with the whale. whale's tails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that one. Um, somehow the end got backwards. Oh, man. And I ended yeah. up, like, I carved it backwards. I printed, like, <laughs> ten of them. And then the next day I'm looking at them like, something's not quite right. <laughs> the end was backwards. Like, ah. Oh, so I, it's all right. I just, like, cut that part off, got another small block, like, redid it. Just yeah. put them together like a puzzle. Yeah, right. that's, the, that's the best part. Like, I've messed up some blocks, and that's a good way to do it. Like, mm-hmm. if you carve too much or it doesn't come out right, you can always um, – yeah, just cut out the piece of the block you don't want and then cut out the one you want and then duct tape it to the back. Yeah. And then that's, you know, yeah. just make it work. That's yeah, life, you know. Make, yeah. Find a solution. And exactly. There's no, you know, when you're carving, there's no racing. There's no yeah, control exactly. Z. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're, right. You're stuck. you got to find a solution. <laughs> you really do. Like, you have to make sure that you... Yeah, because, like, once you carve it, you can't go back. That's why I, when I teach people, I'm like, well, draw on pencil. Are you committed mm-hmm. to the pencil drawing? Because you really have to commit to the drawing and then trace it with sharp, Sharpie. And then after you trace it with Sharpie, then um, then you're like, okay, this is the jumping off point. Um, you If you jump off that cliff... I mean, you're just letting gravity take control, <laughs> and so yeah, that's. Uh, but you, there's solutions. There's solutions. Yeah. Pretty much, like, I went to a conference in um, was it back in March in Atlanta, and there's a guy named Curly who's a master printer, and he said people would bring in stuff to him, and they'd bring in, they'd br- they'd present problems to him basically, and he would solve them for them. Mm-hmm. So as a printmaker. You know, you have to say, okay, well, you can't really make this big piece, and you can't make. You can try to make it a hundred colors, but let's dial him down and back a bit. Um, but that's kind of the good thing about printmaking; it helps you learn how to solve problems. And as, especially as a graphic designer, you you know, it's mm. nothing but problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, what's something that inspires you with your prints? Um, is it like an extension from just doing something you can't do with graphic design or what's what inspires you? That's a big piece of it. Um, you know, sometimes 
I might see something out, you know, on the world, you know, mm-hmm. like the like animals, a lot like the, the squirrel. Right, but, right. And sometimes I'm like, okay, how can I make something out of that? And it doesn't, you know, sometimes graphic design is the answer and sometimes, no, that's going to be too perfect. I want it to be a little imperfect. So right, okay. maybe I'll make a print out of it. Um, so it works really well with, with animals. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't done a lot of scenery, but I like to try some of that too. Yeah, like right. Like a scenic picture. Um, okay. it's, sometimes it's just weird stuff that pops into my head. Right. And I'm like, okay, what, <laughs> what can I do with this? You know, like a, yeah. a dino knot. Yeah. I've got was... a T-Rex in a spacesuit <laughs> on the moon. Which is just amazing. It's, yeah. like, it's such a narrative, too. It's like, how did he get there? Yeah. What's he doing there? <laughs> that's the perfect, that's a great idea. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, that's... <laughs> the one I get the most comments on. <laughs> uh, it's just so weird. And, you know, like, people are like, where'd you come up with that? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's like that, what's it, shower thoughts. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like something you think of while you're taking a shower and you just execute on it. Because exactly. that's the, do you find that's a, what you like about printmaking the most? It's like immediate, you can get it out there. Yeah. Kind of like put your idea down. Yeah, I'm, there's there's a lot of things I like about it, but yeah, that's one of them. Like you, you got an idea, get in a sketchbook as soon as possible, and then yeah, work with it, and then uh, you know you print it and you've got something. You right, know? It's right. Like, um, you got this physical, tangible product mm-hmm. right away. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the best thing about it is just being able to have something you can hold in your hands, uh, which is great for everything now is digital yeah um, but there's something to be said about you know still working with your hands exactly getting yeah dirty i get a little ink under my fingernails yeah. it looks kind of nasty but still so, kind of <laughs> gratifying like yeah okay i got it's this like because a, i put work into it yeah exactly and then like if you meet another printmaker and you see like dirt under their fingernails you go yeah. oh he's been printing give him a little nod yeah, yeah. just like give him a nod you know or maybe i got a, a <laughs> Cut because I was being stupid with yeah, the knife, and I exactly. yeah, cut, my, cut my fingers a few times. That's okay. Yeah, that's it's not bad. Two two hands on the tools. Got yeah, to remember keep uh, the keep the the hand behind the knife. Don't. <laughs> and then also, like it helps to you can have a slip stop, so mm-hmm. when it just it doesn't move anywhere. Yeah. But um, yeah, once you cut once, it's like oh dang. Never do that again. Yeah. Um, what's like your favorite theme? What's a color or subject matter? Um, what's kind of like something you find yourself coming back to um, just like uh, naturally? Like what are you drawn to? Um, yeah, honestly, right now it's like kind of all over the place. I don't know if I've really f- like completely found my style right, when it right. comes to printmaking. I'm just kind of... Uh, trying things that sound good to me. Okay, um, yeah. But when it comes to, like, drawing, like, if you flip through my sketchbooks, mm-hmm. uh, there'll be a lot of animals. Like, sometimes nice. I like just nice. find a picture of an animal doing, like, um, like really realistic ones. Right. I, I, you know, so, like, uh, one day it could be a wallaby. One day there's a, <laughs> a Yeti crab. Like, right, the right. craziest... <laughs> Thing. Yeah, I just try to find something a little different. I love yeah, Yeti crabs. Those are the awesome. coolest animals. Yeah, have you heard of those? I haven't, and it just sounds amazing. It is. And I kind of, like, I don't think there's too many prints about Yeti crabs. So no, I, really, I think I need to turn that one into a print. I think you these, do. These uh, are the these, world needs this. <laughs> so picture this. Tiny crabs. Right. They live in the ocean where it's so deep 
that there are um, like uh, like there's hot boiling water oh, that dang. deep, and they get their energy from they have hairy arms, what? these big hairy arms, and they reach out <laughs> over this crevice mm-hmm. where the the water is is boiling, right, and the heat hits their the hair on their arms. And it creates a, a some kind of reaction, and that's like the way they eat and get energy and oh stuff. Oh my gosh! It's the coolest thing I learned on a cartoon my son watches. <laughs> is, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's see, like when we were growing up, I don't know, I, there weren't too many cartoon shows that talked about this. No, and so uh, yeah. that's a, that's awesome. See, you can just take something you're inspired and then make a print out of it, and yeah. then just being able to hear about it was really cool because I was like, I don't know about eating crabs. But that's awesome. Yeah. Like I think, I think a lot of people are inspired by animals, and um, but it's you know there was a guy that told me beg, borrow, and steal, and make it your own. Yeah. And so um, yeah, animals are just very inspiring creatures. Yeah, and I, I like stuff where you know there's a story behind it, right? Or you can make right. up a story, like you said with the dino knot. But yeah, you yeah. know, like the the recent one I did that says Vermont's on it. It's a yeah. picture of a whale's tails. Exactly. Yeah. And it I says was, Vermont and. People who aren't from around there are like, well, what do whales have to do with Vermont? Yeah. <laughs> Landlocked state. <laughs> but the story is, well, one, uh, the whale is a state fossil because oh. Vermont was underwater in the Paleozoic era. Okay. So okay. they there actually were whales millions of years ago. But uh, now what those, uh, what I printed, mm-hmm. those whale's tails, that's... Um, there's a statue that someone made in 1989 Whoa. in the Burlington, Vermont area. Okay. And it's called Reverence. And so it's this big image of these whales kind of like diving into the grass. Whoa. And uh, he did that as a way of um, kind of represented the fragility of the earth. And um, right. so that kind of a message. And they were just, they're out in South Burlington, Vermont. And it's <laughs> like, if I'm driving up there... Because I have family there, so if I'm driving there right. and I see that, like it's you know, I know the big car trip is almost over. It's like the sign. Of, oh, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. this is your yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. so, so that's a tribute that's to awesome. that. So yeah, yeah, anybody from there would be able to instantly recognize it, and then you could also tell a story to people that aren't from there. Yeah, that could just that's like super interesting. Like that's whales from the Paleozoic area. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's an awesome <laughs> fact to know. And then. Makes me kind of wonder what kind of animals here down in Kentucky from the Paleozoic era. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's the great thing about printmaking, and you can get it out to people more because if you do a painting, it's like, well, there it is. That's the painting. Yeah, you can paint it again, I guess, but you could do it faster <coughs> with printmaking, and you could spread it out to people because, um, like, somebody from Vermont, like you're living down here in Kentucky, you could send them a print. Mm-hmm. It'd be harder to send them people a painting. And um, you could share it with other printmakers. Yeah. That's the neat thing I, about printmaking. I put a picture um, of it on uh, Facebook one after I put it on my Etsy page. I right. put a link on Facebook. And immediately, my uh, a, a couple friends from college, and f- they're from Vermont. They live in New Hampshire now. Right. But uh, immediately, her uh, mother-in-law bought it as a oh, Christmas gift for her. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. But that was so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, yeah, representing the hometown. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. Yeah. So um, I was going to ask, um, let's see, what kind of what kind of inks or paper you kind of 
there's sort of like an ink or a paper you like more than others that you tried or what's kind of like something like you like a whole lot? Uh, when it comes to ink, I use mostly the Speedball inks. They've right. got some good stuff. If I'm doing T-shirts, mm-hmm. I'm using the uh, uh, Gamblin Drive-By Black. Oh, yeah. That's your recommendation. Yeah. And I, I swear by it too now. That that's... Is, that's a solid can of ink. That is. And it works good for paper and shirts. Yeah. Shirts imperatively. Yes. I'm trying to conserve it, so I just use it on shirts. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the, the speedball's getting the job done mm-hmm. for prints. As far as paper goes, um, now I, I can't even remember like the kind I got, but I just ordered some stuff from Jerry's Artorama. Okay. Um, and it's pretty good. I think it's a little, um, it's not quite as thick as some of the stuff we were using at the co-op and in classes. Right. So right. like I've tried making some monotypes with it and I don't think it's, it's absorbing as yeah. well. There's, um, I guess <clears throat> the thing about monotypes is, um, it has to be something that can be damp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, BFK, Reeves kind of works. Canson can work. Um, that Armheim 1618 paper, but it has to be, like, a high GMS or, like, a high paperweight. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've tried it on some things because, like, I've done demos at places. And I'm like, oh, probably should have bought more paper. And so I tried it in computer paper, but you have to, like, this is from trial and error and failing a lot because yeah. I have a lot of prints that failed. <laughs> I've been striking out on the monotypes a lot lately, yeah, and I think I, I think the X factor is the paper now. Yeah, because uh, I don't. I'm not sure if people do it this way. The way we do it, we have a plexiglass plate, and you draw on it water soluble crayons, and then you put the paper on a stamp, and then you crank it through a press or use a spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people use it as a painting medium. Where you, it's like additive. Um, you can do subtractive, where you just cover it all in black ink, or just kind of whatever color you want, and just remove it. Um, but yeah, my own types. That's the game. Um, but it's like a one-time hit. So you print it once, and then you. That's kind of. You can do a ghost print, and you can kind of figure out a really interesting way to do that. Um, I had, wow. some, I had some really good luck the first time I tried it in the intro to printmaking class. Yeah. I made um, the wine glass, the, right? Yeah, it, it was, was uh, it was actually it was cider because that I was, a cider. Yeah, okay. Earlier that was at uh, Pivot Brewing. It was like they were releasing a new cider, and it was this deep red because nice. they use these uh, Arkansas black apples, which I hear are disgusting to eat. <laughs> But you can make great cider out of them. So I had one, and I was just looking at the glass. I thought, oh, that looks really cool. Took a picture, and mm-hmm. then later that night I brought it uh, to class and drew it, and I, I ended up doing three layers. Yeah, yeah, there's a blue, and there's like a white and a black, I think. Yeah, I so I did like that. one layer where I drew the glass, mm-hmm. and then there was another background layer where I colored blue over the whole thing except right. for the part where the glass would be. Mm-hmm. And then that last one, and this worked out perfectly and I don't know if I'll ever replicate it, but <laughs> I took some white, and that was the final layer. So the paper had already run through; it was getting kind of wet. Yeah. And so it wasn't this like pure white, but it it had it gave the um, kind of a reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, image that was really cool. So we got that hanging up in the dining room right now. Nice. I tried to make another one one time. Like, nope, that didn't work. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, that's 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 how monotypes go. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing about um, 
I've been just recently we've gotten screen printing equipment and so I've been kind of I still like from muscle memory I just remember a lot about it and I still I still have my notes from undergrad and so like um it's interesting to see how like um you can take something like that and draw it by hand on the different plates and then expose it on the screen. Um, I always thought about that working as a screen print, that image. Um, but the easier way to do it would be able to use uh, Photoshop to scan it in there, separate the colors, and then print out different transparencies with different layers of the color on there and then mm. shoot it out in three different screens and then just kind of make a print of it that way. But um, there's so much you can do with printmaking and it's so awesome to see kind of your work evolve and you tackle different types of methods because usually a lot of people are like, well, yeah, four different types of printmaking, but I'll just stick to this one thing. Mm. But you've kind of like had other methods too that you've used and that's been really cool to see. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, so I guess we're about yeah. out of time. I guess we. I don't have any other questions to ask unless okay. you. Want. Well, <laughs> I just want to say how cool it's been to, to join the Bluegrass Printmakers Co-op because it's oh man, it's it's just been a wild year. It's like I take this yeah. class <laughs> just on a whim, just because it sounds cool. Yeah, I end up joining, and then. Um, we have group exhibitions, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I get to put stuff in an art gallery? Yeah. You know, I never thought this, you know, never thought this kind of stuff would happen to me. But it's like this easy, you know, gateway. If you're not, um, you know, really long-term experience, fantastic artist, um, you know, it can be hard to get into a gallery. But yeah. if you're part of this co-op, you're part of the, you know, you get into the group exhibitions exactly. and you get into, you know, you can do sales and, mm -hmm. at, uh, you know, we set up uh, at different places and yeah. we can sell our prints. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was at a vendor fair last night, you know, so it's really uh, brought me into this whole new world of, <laughs> of just like, you know, uh, being an artist and like, and ma you know, making a little money off it. And yeah. I probably spent more this yeah. year than I... <laughs> Because I brought got the press and all the equipment right, and, right. and all that stuff and you know so I don't know if I've made money, <laughs> this year. but you know it's nice to be able to uh, support a fun hobby. Yeah, like, and if, yeah. like if yeah if you had to take the classes to come in the co-op, be a member. Um, so it's good that the co-op still still going twelve years strong. I mean um, since two thousand five. It started to be formulated in 2004, but yeah, it's been cool to see how you just kind of jumped in and just yeah. kind of, you're just in there. And yeah. it's been awesome to see you develop. And so it'll be fun to see what you can bring for 2018. Yeah, I'm so looking yeah. forward to it. Should be awesome. Yeah. And so um, where can people find you? Like where online, uh, what's some of your social media, website? Um, we Pretty much the hub is mattreno.com. Okay. That domain just opened this year. I was so excited when nice. I got that. Yeah, for a while, there was some musician like in California or something named Matt <laughs> Reno. He had it for a while. And I don't know what happened because he was pretty good. <laughs> but so MattReno.com. And um, so for like uh, graphic design stuff, it's uh, Reno Logos okay. is the social media handle, Instagram, Twitter, Dribble. 
Um, okay. And then I've got another Instagram cr- account just for prints, mm-hmm. and that's Matt Reno Prints. And um, I also have an Etsy page, and I nice. think that's Reno Prints. Yeah, there's a link on Instagram and on the website to that okay. one, too. Yeah, so people go out and support him. Um, he's got some great stuff. Um, awesome, Matt. Thanks for coming in. No I really problem. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is yeah. a lot of fun. And so, um, yeah, th- we've gotten... We're going to try to launch the podcast soon. I don't want to date this one. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's going to be up soon. I've just been, like, you and I have both been, like, pretty busy this year. It's been a busy year. It's been a busy year. And so I'm going to try to get up, try to get this up soon. And uh, we're going to go for it. And, well, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Um, Keep it locked to the Printmakers podcast. You can find us on social media at BG Printmakers and also on uh, bgprintmakers.org and uh, sign up for classes uh, 859-425-2057 Artworks at the Carver Center and we'll see you guys later. I want to say thank you to everyone that's been tuning into our podcast and I want to say thanks to Matt Reno for taking the time to be interviewed. I also want to say if you want to check out more of his work you can do so at mattreno.com or at Reno Logos on Instagram and also Matt Reno Prints on Instagram. Thanks again. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and review our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And I hope you enjoy the podcast, and we'll see you next time.